0: To instructions. Touch if like. welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast, oh, featuring Lou Finocerro. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event, you ready? Bring it Come on. Come on. and he's all about business, Lou Carroll Welcome, UFC enthusiasts, and happy new year. This week, we enter 2023, a happy date for me ufc las vegas 67 edition of the gamblu bout business podcast has just a little bit of business to take care of before we actually tear into the numbers number one thank you to all the returning listeners you come from some 14 to 16 different countries every week there's a fight card to listen in we're totally flattered as well i'd like to thank my partners At Green Roll Media. These guys take an old hack fight enthusiast like myself and can gussy me up and shine the shoes and make me presentable so that at least most of you can understand what I'm trying to lay down. Now, on to business. Let's just review in 2022, UFC favorites rose to 67%. Now, each year, those favorites run about 63%. So the spike in favorite let's hope is temporary. As far as results are concerned, my results spiked in a negative. Because we know I got to realize a 45 or 46% at least win rate to try and make profit last year at 110 wins, 143 losses, We were hovering around 43.4%. We lose 4.21 units on the year. Uh, We announce it not with any pride whatsoever. In fact, those numbers really forced me to take a good look this last month at what we were doing and what we're going to do. And we're going to make some, I think, refinement in how many releases we make. and. I think the amount of those releases. So without much further ado, let's go right to future positions where we have one remaining. Now, we had Nasrine Imovov in this main event this week against Kelvin Gastelum. That is now a dead soldier because Gastelum's out. The only remaining future, Brandon Moreno, we picked him up plus 115 right during the james kraus noise where moreno training with kraus didn't know where he was going to go and so we're the beneficiary of a decent price there moreno currently minus 110 i believe is still a buy but at any plus number you have to feel compelled that fight is ufc 283 and takes place next week now without much further ado We'll get right into this week's card. Our best bet we lost, it was the first fight of the night. No use crying about what isn't there. We'll move right into four rounds. And here's our first round. We'll start early in the fight card with flyweights, Carlos Hernandez, Alan Nascimento. Now these guys are listed as the same size and reach, but when you look at him and size them up in the stare-downs, you'll realize that not only does Nascimento, the Brazilian, have a an extremely accomplished Brazilian jiu-jitsu game, he's going to have dynamic advantage should he get be able to get Hernandez to the floor. But his development in striking and wrestling has been pronounced. Past opponents, Hadley, his last a win, solid fighter, Ulan Bekov lost a split decision. It's that fight that really draws my attention to this young man. Meanwhile, Carlos Hernandez on the other side probably has a striking advantage here. However, the level of competition he's faced really makes me question his ability to be in here. And so Nascimento currently priced minus 330, leg one of our parlay, and we're going to take him Onto the main card where we go to the big boys, 185 pound middleweights, which is Roman Kapilov and Puna Soriano. Soriano opened minus 180. He's now down to minus 150 with a little love for the uh, Russian Kapilov, who is a big, strong, firm striker, which is exactly what Soriano is. However, Soriano's wrestling ability and i believe his ability to defend he's a more fluent striker kapilov has power aggression and absolutely no defense so puna soriano minus 150 teamed with alan nascimento is the release and that's round one one unit invested returns 1.17 units now let's move into round two in our long bomb of the day Long bomb of the day. Round two. Of course, Umar Nurmagomedov against Roni Barcelos, Russia, Brazil. These are great fights and really to consider betting against any real true Russian, especially out of the Nurmagomedov camp or any really vice grip Sambo-based Russian is suicide. They're awful good. I also believe they go an extra mile if you can read between the lines at what I'm saying. And I believe that there's sometimes a little built-in advantage with them. So it's it pays a price to go against them. In this fight at 135 pounds, let's look at Umar Nurmagomedov, 26. He's an inch taller, nine years younger, has two inch reach advantage. Again, a Russian vice grip, of a grappler wrestler lethal leg kicks with that length but he's only really been in with Nate Maness and and Brian Kelleher that's not stellar competition and while this Nurmagomedov is the real deal the price is completely out of whack here uh listeners Nurmagomedov opened this fight minus 200 Barcelos plus 170. I think that's probably indicative of this fight. Yeah, Barcelos is nine years the older man, but this dude can fight. He's dangerous. He laid a tremendous egg against a guy named Henry and lost that fight after looking really good against Russian Valeev. And then he came back and looked really good against Trevin Jones. The egg he laid against Henry, who I like to call Roger Daltrey because he looks just exactly like Roger Daltrey, I think I'm gonna look beyond. Barcelos should be priced plus 200, maybe plus 250, okay? I'll give him underdog status, but his current price plus 675, I'm not gonna let that go. Round two, 0.3 of a unit at plus 675, Ronnie Barcelos. Don't be surprised if he wins this fight. Now let's move into round three. Round three is the fight released earlier in the week on the first look program at Veasan as well on the digital magazine there, so those get published via Twitter. Everyone had access to that, and of course I'm talking about the featherweight fight on the main card between Damon Jackson and Dan Ige, outstanding fight. But you really have to peel the layers of the onion back on this fight a little bit. Because at first blush, this is all Damon Jackson, and that's how it was priced. Jackson opened minus 150, Ige plus 130. But really, if you take a deeper look into each man's record, yes, Damon Jackson's four inches taller. He's coming off an unbelievably impressive win off Pat Sabatini, which was a finish. And he's won his last four, so he's got momentum out the wazoo. You look at Dan Ige on the other side, lost four of his last five. Who'd he lose to? Evloev, Emmett, the Korean zombie, Calvin Cater with a win in against Galvin Tucker tucked in between. It looks like Ige's the guy pulling the hamstring and Jackson's the guy with the momentum. And while that is the case, I think when they get in there, I see a focusness A focused ability in Dan Ige, I think he's pissed. He's a way better fighter than the record indicates. And to me, Damon Jackson's made for him. He's a tall, long drink of water and really wants to grapple with you, hug you, take you down. Ige gets in there and can wage some body attack and go from downstairs to upstairs on Damon Jackson. He can get to the light switch and turn it off. Jackson has been finished before. Earlier in the week, Dan Ige was priced minus 120. I honestly think he should be more like minus 140 or minus 150 in this fight, at least the way I handicap it. Currently, Dan Ige minus 125 is a release. We'll take him for the full 125 to win one unit. That's the release for round three. Now let's move right into our final round, round four. Round four main event Nasrine imovov who we had released as a future position against gastelum some weeks ago now faces sean strickland coming off a five-round decision fight to cannoneer just a month ago prior to that got knocked out by Pereira. but if you look at his last two fights over the last seven months he's fought killers he's used to fighting the elite He just went five rounds with Cannoneer and really all week long I was leaning to Strickland in this fight based on his experience and who he's been in with and the fact that yeah he hasn't trained coming off that fight but at the same time this fight moves up to 205 pounds so we knew he'd make the weight and the kid's a fighter in his heart. A wise guy, a wise ass but a fighter. Imovov on the other hand goes from having dynamic physical advantages over Kelvin Gastelum, five inches of height, five inches of reach, bunch of youth. Now he takes on in short notice, a completely different fighter, one ranked higher and one well more dangerous. All week long, I've been leaning Strickland in this fight until we got to weigh-ins today and I took a look at what I saw. From Sean on the scale at 204 pounds. He looked a little pasty and soft, to be quite honest with you. He has not been in the gym since we saw him against Cannoneer. Meanwhile, while Strickland tipped the scales at 204, Imov shows up for a fight with a 206-pound limit, by the way, at 194. Dude looked chiseled, pissed off, and ready to go. Now Imov's problems have been cardio. And this is a five-round fight. Strickland fights five round fights in his sleep. Advantage perhaps Strickland if it gets late, because Imov could gas. But when you look at Imov's size and power and the way Strickland presented himself today at Weigh ins, I wouldn't be surprised if Imovov could put Strickland out pretty early, look real impressive and completely jettison himself up the standings of middleweight, even though this fight is at 205 pounds light heavyweight. So going back and forth, leaning Strickland all week and loving what I saw out of Imovov this morning on the scale leads me to one conclusion only. There's no pick on the side of this fight, but my release on this fight is gonna be the fight does not go the distance. Somebody's getting iced in this fight. Currently at DraftKings, that price fight does not go the distance, 160 to win 100. So there's where we're gonna go. We're gonna lay the juice, bet 160 to win 100 or one full unit to win one full unit on the main event. Sean Strickland, Nazardine Imovab does not go the distance. I hope everyone had a great new year. An excellent holiday season. We're back in the grind, and I can tell you one thing. When 2023 ends, our results are going to be very, very different than they were in 2022. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you next week for UFC 283. Locked into Blue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finocerro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. all the, ball, the oh! good net is ridiculous. Oh my goodness.